Hi, and welcome to Great Data Minds Women. My name is Julie Burroughs, and today I'm honored to have with me Kira Anani. Um, known Kira for years now. She's an amazing data person and knows a lot about the industry, including a lot around data science and data engineering both, but um, definitely around machine learning, et cetera. So I'm excited to have you on with us today, Kara. Thanks for joining us. And let's get on with the questions because I want everyone to you know, get to know you and the community. Um, all right, tell me about yourself. Tell everyone what you're doing now and, and um, you know, the types of projects that you're working on. Yeah, so I actually just started at AIM Consulting. Um, I'm a senior manager here of data and analytics and I'm actually really excited to be back in consulting. Um, I was previously, prior to this, I was at Crux. Um, I was their manager of data engineering and data science over there. So kind of the dual, dual uh, role, both at Crux and in my, in, in my role here. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to be back in consulting though, because I just love the variety. I love being able to kind of work on different things, um, jump into different technologies, um, solve different business problems for companies in different industries when it comes to data. I think that, um, you know, kind of in this field, you do see a lot of the same sort of problems over and over again, but you also see a lot of kind of uniqueness, especially when you're working with a client that's maybe in one industry versus another. Um, that can sometimes present unique challenges that are um, that are sometimes pretty interesting. In from my perspective, I mean, I like I like tackling data challenges, which is why I think that I'm drawn to this field. So it, I think it's just kind of natural that I would um, that I'd like to want to kind of jump into different areas. Um, my role here is both data science and data engineering focused. Um, a lot of kind of the initial projects I'm kicking off have much more of a data engineering flavor to them with a data science component a little later on. So um, really excited to kind of be a part of some of these more like full life cycle type projects. Great. Um, I will tell you that you are good at consulting because I've sat in meetings with you before. So welcome back <laughs> to your favorite part of the world, one side of the desk or the other. And the great news is you were on the other side of the desk with Crocs and now you're back. So I think, I think yes. those on your resume is, you know, really important these days. So um, tell us what your passion, how'd you get started in data? What, you know, what, what got you hooked in? Yeah, you know, to be totally honest, my first job out of college was in data and I just stayed in data. Um, I got my undergraduate degree in economics and math, which is why I think I kind of um, was drawn to the more like analysis focused roles mm -hmm. um, immediately out of school and, um, yeah, so my, my first job like a decade or so ago at this point um, was data science focused. We weren't calling it data science at the time. I think I would have told you it was like statistical consulting or data analytical consulting at the time. Um, but but essentially we were we were we were doing data science. We were kind of getting in there and building out a bunch of cool uh, models and predictions and regressions and um, writing some fun data cleaning code and whatnot. And I, I've stayed because I've enjoyed, um, I've enjoyed the, I, I think, you know, I kind of hit on this earlier, but I've enjoyed kind of figuring out each individual challenge. I think that, um, you know, like I said before, every, every kind of new thing you, you go into, there's similar challenges, right? Everybody has data that's not clean. I promise you, yep. there's no company out there that all of their data is perfect and it's all clean. 
Um, so, so there's always kind of challenges that are the same in terms of like data cleaning, but the actual nuances of it might be very different. Um, I might be solving it in a totally different way in one case versus another. Um, I might be writing totally different code in one case versus another. And so, um, and so those types of challenges, even though we see them again and again, are different every time. And I think that's kind of what keeps me, what keeps me intrigued and what, what keeps me involved in data is that I like, I like taking a look at kind of all of the information and saying, this is the best way to solve this particular problem for your timeline, budget, situation, architecture, et cetera. You know, it's so funny because I say to people, I go, you know, data is fun. And people go, well, yeah. that's just weird. And it's like, no, it really actually kind of is, you know, and I'm not even technical. I'm not in there, you know, putting the jigsaw puzzle together. I'm just, I'm seeing such great, um, you know, with innovation and, and uh, new solutions, you know, the cloud, et cetera, you know, you just are able to do things and make things happen and see results. And people are happy when they see results. And that's really what you want is happy people. So yeah. Um, tell me some of your aha moments that you've had in your history with data. Yeah, I mean, I think um, definitely one aha moment was, you know, I think in some of my early career uh, moves, I was very, very data science focused. And in some of my um, later moves, I've I've been much more kind of like data analytics professional in general focused. So I'll dig into like cloud architectures or data engineering or um, even a bit of data governance these days. And um, I think the aha moment for me was that sometimes I think, at least from my perspective as like a little data scientist back in the day, you kind of think like, I have all the tools in my tool belt to do this all myself. Um, and so the aha moment for me is that each and every one of these roles in an enterprise over a certain size adds value and they play a part and they're different responsibilities. They're discrete, important, um, important roles. DevOps is another one that's kind of really increasingly becoming important in this space. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, kind of learning about, um, about, you know, okay, like, Data engineering would also tackle um, unclean data, for example. Mm -hmm. This is their best practices way to be able to handle that um, versus how like, you know, a data scientist for that use case would handle unclean data. I think kind of learning about how all of the pieces played together earlier in my career was definitely an aha moment for me. Um, coming from such like a, a, you know, a little like analyst narrow view to kind of understanding like, this is, this is how kind of an ideal data-centric enterprise would run um, when it comes to kind of each of these individual roles and, and the, the important role that they play um, in the end product. And it, uh, it's also, you know, really huge in terms of thinking like, oh my gosh, I've been struggling with these things for all of these years. Why didn't I know, like, you know, why didn't, why didn't I know more DevOps? Now I have to go out and learn, you know, and learn about DevOps. Uh, so, so definitely that's, that's been a huge aha moment. And then I think, um, you know, I always have aha moments when it comes to data science, because it feels like, it feels like every other day there's advances and new ways I to know new algorithms. And to be honest, it's hard to keep up with it all if you're not yep. specialized in a, in a particular area. So whenever I hear about some really cool use case or some really cool, um, like, you know, algorithm somebody's using that I haven't actually heard of before, 
I get really kind of excited and intrigued by that because um, I think that we're kind of only scratching the surface right now in terms of, you know, how we could be using data. And um, it's, it's exciting to see people make um, advancements and be creative in terms of um, how they're using these tools in their tool belt. I'm with you. I, I swear to God, daily aha moment. Uh, you yeah. know, even when you start to put together, you know, what data ops really means to people these days, you're like, wow, that's cool. You know, so things are changing rapidly. Um, tell me about your career goal. Where do you want to be in 10 years from now? Or, and then when you're my age? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So that's, that's a difficult one because I feel like when you're in tech, like, things are going to look so different in 10 years than they are um, than they are today. So any kind of prediction I think I would make, I think I'm a good enough uh, data scientist or data professional to know that there's probably a high error here associated <laughs> with this prediction. But, um, you know, for me personally, I think that, um, you know, I've, I've worn a lot of hats over the years. I've had the data engineering hat now. I've had the data scientist hat. I've even worn a DevOps hat um, as it pertained to data, so more like data ops. And now I'm I'm kind of putting on a data governance hat a little bit here and there in my current role. And I think that for me, you know, as I start to really truly like learn about all of these different areas of data, data, I become increasingly um, a better and better well-rounded, more well-rounded data professional. And I think for me. Um, what I'd like to do is I'd like to start stepping into situations in which I can really kind of run very successful uh, data programs and or help uh, enterprises in a consulting basis run very successful data programs. Because I'm really, with kind of all my consulting experience, you know, I've seen a lot of what works. I've seen a lot of what does not work. Um, and I think I'm really getting to a position where I feel like I can add a ton of value to enterprises from a consulting perspective when it comes to, um, you know, in-house analytic programs and, you know, how we can use data to improve operational efficiency, you know, how we can use data to be more competitive, uh, increase our competitive advantage in the marketplace, um, you know, how we can use data in other capacities to kind of drive ROI. That's, that's really kind of where I'm, I think I'm headed at this point in my career. I think I see a, a chief analytics officer in the future. <laughs> well, <laughs> For Apple. That, uh, <laughs> more and more companies probably need to add a chief analytics oh, officer. Oh, amen on that, sister, so right? I might be a little ahead of the times. And don't put them <laughs> under the CIO, you know? <laughs> Let them have their own rank. All right, leave us with some advice for the community um, as people start to, you know, enhance their careers. What, what, what do you suggest? Yeah, I mean, I think the number one thing for me personally, and this is something that, you know, I think we all struggle with um, to some extent, is that in this field, you just absolutely can't be afraid of the unknown. Mm -hmm. Things change too fast. And there's yep. too many, I think if you look at, there's a diagram that is like uh, called the big data landscape. And if mm -hmm. you look at that, it is so big that you kind of have to zoom in to see the labels uh, or the- I know, know the diagram you're talking about. Diagram mm -hmm. for every little you know, database or ETL tool or data science platform or data governance platform out there. There's nobody, just there's nobody who's an expert in every single one of those. You can't be. And so I think um, just knowing that, you know, you're not gonna know everything. Um, and, and, and kind of 
being comfortable with that, right? Saying to yourself, I'm not going to know everything, but you know what? I can learn things and I can go out and I can, I can figure out how to use this new tool. I can, I can put in the time. I can figure out how to code in this new language. I can, um, you know, I can read a book and I can figure out how to implement, um, you know, a particular algorithm. Maybe if you're just starting out, it's one of the more simple ones and you work up to kind of maybe some of the deep learning type stuff. But I think, you know, just knowing that, um, just knowing that it's normal and keep going and, um, and you will get to a point where, where it, it, it feels comfortable to feel uncomfortable, if that makes sense. Yeah. It feels okay to fail. and normal to know that you don't know everything and that's okay. Because essentially- How, you know, how many you- hours do you think you spend a week just researching and reading and keeping your head out of the sand? Yeah, oh, um, that's, that's an interesting one. I mean, I think it probably depends quite a bit. I mean, being in consulting, it depends on what client I'm working with and what they're using and what their challenges are. Um, I'll tell you this week, you know, I've got a client who has some master data management challenges and I've been spending a lot of time getting up to speed on MBM platforms. And so this is, um, you know, this is an area where, you know, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't have considered myself an expert, Mm -hmm. but it's an area now that I can really speak intelligently about it because I can list off, you know, kind of all the major ones on the Gartner chart and I can tell you what their major functionalities are. And, you know, so it's, it's kind of like, um, it's one week, you know, like a week like this, I think that I spend, uh, I don't know, over a day easily, over eight hours easily kind of looking into and getting caught up in this area. There are other weeks where I'm in the weeds writing code in uh, platforms that I've used for over a year. And so those weeks, it's probably less. Um, So it kind of just, for me, it's like the flavor of the day. (laughs) What challenges am am I trying to tackle today? And how can I become as educated as possible about how best to tackle that challenge um, as as quickly as possible. Yeah, um, I, just, I don't think people, and see if you agree with this statement, but I don't think people spend enough time educating themselves. And I don't think management spends enough time and money educating their teams. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think tech is such like a special, a little bit of a special bird in that it changes very fast, fast as it as compared to kind of some other field that you could be in, right? So like, mm-hmm. for example, if I would have gone off and become a lawyer, I, things change in the legal field, but they certainly don't change as fast as no things change in technology and data. And so I think it's a little bit of, um, sometimes I think enterprises and leadership doesn't completely like fully grasp um, how big it is and how not everybody can know everything. and how much time and effort and energy does go into staying on top of a lot of these things. Um, you know, I think that, you know, personally as a, as a very technical uh, member of a team, I feel like I've excelled the best when I have somebody above me in terms of leadership who has either done it before, done some capacity of what I've done before, or at least understands it, right? Like they've done their own research and they kind of understand the field as it pertains to how fast it moves and how big it is and how hard it is to kind of stay on top of it. So I do think 
um, I guess if I were to have to give, you know, any other advice, it would be, you know, now when I look for a job, that's personally what I look for in somebody that I report to, because I know that those are situations in which I thrive, um, situations in which my manager kind of understands what it takes um, to be in my shoes and, and knows kind of what goes into it in some capacity. So great. two pieces of advice. <laughs> great, great advice. Great advice. Okay. And on a personal note, what's that on the floor behind you? It's white and, and turquoise. That's a dog bed. Okay, what kind of dog? That's what I figured it was. What kind of dog? <laughs> I, I actually have two dogs. Um, both of them are mixes. We uh, we rescued them. Um, my my one my girl is um, she's a senior, and she's oh. a German Shepherd mix. Uh -huh. so she's actually not down here because she can't do stairs anymore. Oh, you know. Um, and then my other dog. He's also he's also a mix. I'm actually not completely sure what he is. Um, if I had to guess, I would guess, uh, if you're familiar with like a Belgian Malinois, I would guess he's a Belgian Malinois mix. Um, I'll have to look that one up. Yeah, but he um, he has real short hair and he is, uh, he'll be a year old in January. So oh. he's a baby, he's a handful. If one good thing came out of COVID is there a lot of pets were adopted. Wasn't it great? I know. I love, I love it. I, love I actually it. like working from home and seeing people's like kids and pets and things like run along the back. I do too. I do. And I like looking at people's background, you know, and like, what are they doing? I think it's great. I, know. I actually learned so much more about them. I think it's cool. I so. know that, you know, I mean, I wouldn't have known you were a dog person. So, oh, really? Yeah. 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 Um, so listen, I, I, whenever I call you and I go, Hey, will you present at this thing? Or will you let me interview whatever you always say? Yes. And I want to thank you ever so much for helping us educate people and supporting uh, the women in data. There's yeah. a lot of us and good, good thing about it is there's a lot more of us coming on board. So um, thank you again for your time. And I want to thank all the listeners out there for joining us again for meet the community and um, stay tuned. We've got more coming. Thank you, Julie. Thank you.